0: Hey, agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. If you enjoy your podcast, please do me a favor and hit that subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode and help keep this show at the top of the charts so it can be found by more agency owners like you. And now for the show. Hey everyone, today we are joined by Jamie Hawk. Jamie is the CEO and co-founder of Altitude Operations. In 2019, she started Jamie Lee & Co. and began working as um, with clients as a virtual assistant. Considering her background as an executive assistant and working ultimately in operations, she quickly realized her true real power with business operations. She quickly started to take on more project management roles and realized the dramatic impact that she was able to have with her clients and ultimately their businesses. She now helps business owners get out of the day-to-day of their operations and get really back into the value and time that they can spend with their family, really get back to enjoying their habits, and focus really on the high-level aspects of their business to be able to help drive sales and ultimately growth. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jamie.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Awesome. So we're going to be talking today about software and I imagine, you know, the thing that I have seen happen quite a lot is that software has a dramatic impact in the operations of an organization. And one of the things that I sort of wonder is how to even consider the, the software impact, right? How to evaluate the types of impact that software ultimately will have. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how to even start to evaluate what types of software and what types of ROI and when it makes sense to start to do things.
1: Yeah. So I think it's it's not a super complicated answer. I think that more what people need to be aware of is what their pain points are in their business and starting sooner rather than later. So the later you start to put in softwares and systems into your business, the harder it's going to be. To like stick with them will be one and then two to train people. So what we always tell people is starting off as soon as you can with the right softwares is great. A quick Google search can help. If you have any friends in the agency world, that can help you. There's really great softwares out there and really awful softwares out there. And so getting really the right softwares from the get-go will save you a ton of pain. What we see a lot of times is they're like, I don't know. We asked them, why are you on this software? And they're like, I don't know. I don't really like it. I actually hate this software and it doesn't do what I need it to do half the time, but it's so painful in their mind to switch that they just keep dealing with that pain. And so what we would say is do it right the first time, or at least try to, and give it more thought than just throwing something up and, and getting a free trial and just sticking with something.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't believe in perfect decisions. I can mm-hmm. say that I don't think I've ever made one and definitely have gone through multiple different systems. Implementation can be hell, (laughs) you know, for sure. But ultimately, after you've gotten through it, I mean, I am a very technology forward person and leverage technology as much as I possibly can. Many years ago, I was talking with a colleague and one of the things that he was currently going through doing, and I now have implemented that into my business as we go through every quarter of how can we actually remove eight hours throughout the organization per quarter by removing the reoccurring kind of tasks as administrative tasks to even like Zapier has become one of my my best friends at this point, right like I'm so I use that software so much to integrate information between systems and become really creative at it now using a zapier integrator and implementer to to do these types of things because I think I've gone a little bit beyond my my abilities. but considering Zapier, one of the things that is ultimately really important is understanding, integrations and how systems ultimately can talk to each other. I see tons of businesses waste time entering information from one system to another system and potentially entering it three, four, five times in order to be able to have useful data. What are your thoughts on creating a tech stack or ecosystem for software?
1: Yeah, I think a tech stack is one of the things that you should think about, even if you don't need all of the softwares right now. But thinking about how all the softwares you're going to need and how they're all going to work together will really help you make the decisions for the softwares you need now. For example, if I'm a solopreneur, I probably only need a couple softwares. I need somewhere where I can track my projects, somewhere I can track my finances. But I know if I hire somebody or multiple people, I'm going to want a way to communicate with them outside of text message. So I'm going to need to think of some type of Slack or some type of, I think Google has Google chats. And so looking at everything and being able to kind of plan for the future and look at how everything integrates together will serve you. Now, anything could happen to any of those softwares any day. And that's what I tell people. We do research on softwares like crazy. So any of the softwares we use, just because this is our job, we're looking at how much funding are they getting? Are they making any changes to their software? When's the last time they went through an iteration? Because we don't want to do, give people softwares that they're not getting better at they're not investing money into getting better and of course there's only so much we can do about that but i would say is looking at it as a whole stack even if you don't need it all at once will help you because then you know exactly where the other pieces fit in and when you should get them
0: there's so many different types of software out there and if you were to have a software go out of business or stop updating and you're ending up with i mean uh, what there's um an old accounting system that like drives me up a wall it's called sage and like it looks like it was written in the 1940s now and it's like oh my god i can't use this system because they've stopped updating it i mean they make updates right which are like patches for new operating systems not really that they're updating the system upgrading it but let's say that someone right now is trying to look for what types of systems they should be implementing in how that would actually have an effect on the organization what would your recommendation be on how to look at the types of software and start that discovery and start that research where would you guide them and what would you suggest when doing that research for them
1: yeah so as much as i hate this to say this is google's a great resource right like we all know that people dump money into google ads i doubt sage is probably putting money into google ads when i search a project management software I'm probably getting the top three or four people that are still investing money because they're still actively advertising. So I would say that is a great way to start because of that. But I think any business owner, speaking to any entrepreneur, this has been a struggle that we've all had. We've all had to go through processes. We've all had to go through systems, technology that don't work, don't service as we need to. So what I would say is reach out to those people that have businesses. Ask them what they are using. Look at Zapier. You know, if Zapier is something you're going to integrate into your business, that's a great thing to use, but not all softwares use that. They can't get into all of the APIs in there. So what I would say is look at what integrates together. Google, talk to other entrepreneur friends. I mean, I obviously have my own ideas of the top five softwares every company should have and, and stuff like this, but especially as agencies, but really looking at what you need as individually is, is important and then getting advice on it.
0: We'll have to ask you what those top five softwares are in a little bit. Um, one of the things I sort of wonder, I kind of think when looking through systems, because what I see happen quite a lot for people is, you know, they're, they're making software decisions based on where they currently are and not kind of future proofing where they're going to need to be they think about, oh, this looks nice, but they're not really evaluating it based on needs, based on future needs, current needs, sort of what types of issues they're currently facing within the organization and how to evaluate it. And I mean, sometimes, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Like you sure. start to recognize, oh, that would have been a helpful feature, but I don't have it and now I need it. But how like, I, I mean, I'm a very checklist oriented I would create spreadsheets of what types of software I've evaluated. And these have these features and these don't, and here's the price points and all of that type of stuff to make the decision for me. But what side of things would you say, like, let's say it's a project management system, for example, like what sort of evaluation criteria would you be thinking about for selecting a project management system, for example?
1: Yeah. So making sure that there's a lot of things that act as project management software. So I would say that's probably one of the harder ones to try to choose because you have Notion trying to act as a project management software. I don't personally think it's a project management software. I've tried to project manage out of that and it doesn't work. So it is. Project management is probably one of the hardest things because almost every software out there claims to do it, even if it's a finance, because everybody wants wants to be in that because it's such a powerful thing because every business needs it. But when looking at a project management software, what I would say is it needs to be able to have some type of communication You know, having a project management software that nobody can communicate in on the projects, you know, probably doesn't make a ton of sense. And then also being able to set up projects and tasks and looking at how robust, what automations does it have? Does it do anything? Can you send emails out of it? Can you have emails automatically send? So really looking at how they leverage technology currently. You know, Asana was really, really great. They were the only ones in the business for a really long time then you had clickup monday all of these ones that started to come out and then persona is like oh my gosh i need to up our game well now they're they're 5 years behind some of these softwares because they haven't leveraged the the newness as much as the new technology as much as some of these other ones have so what i would say is just make sure that they're actually getting funds to continue to upgrade their so- update their software like i know clickup i think just got like 400 million to do some upgrades on their software that's a great software to go with you know they're dedicated to raising money and doing things better but just making sure what are you ask yourself really quick, what are you trying to gain out of adding a new software? What are the holes and gaps you're trying to fill? And then make sure the software you introduce does most of that. What we see a lot of times is agencies will have like 20 softwares and they could probably dwindle it down to five because they all do the, you know similar things. But it just makes it confusing for the team. Sure, does it work? Are they getting by with it? Yeah, but it's very confusing and it takes a lot of time. So I would say just those those few key components is just what are you trying to get out of it? And then look at the features there. Any software you go to, you go to it, you look at the features, it tells you right there what it does.
0: So I have a question and I haven't found one aside from the project management system that I use, which really isn't meant for agencies. And I've tried to lobby to loads of different project management softwares to try to implement something like this because it changed my life is that email integration piece. Sure, sending emails from it and automatically prepping them and and scheduling them is phenomenal, but receiving them and being able to assign them to people. Do you know of any agency focused oriented project management system that can receive an email and like at mention someone. So like, Hey, do you have this file? Can you provide it to me so that we can send it to the client or Hey, attach everything directly to a project and like really manage email in like a phenomenal way. Cause that's, you know, I mean, let's face it for client communications, that is typically the go-to way of communication and a massive gap for project management systems. Is there one that you, that can do that? And maybe hopefully you can find one that I can make recommendations to.
1: Yeah. So we nine times out of 10 will recommend Clickup. Clickup has a ton of different automations that it does internally, but then it integrates with a lot of businesses or a lot of different softwares. And then it even integrates with Zapier. So I send all of almost all of my project emails go out from Clickup. And then once they respond back to me, it goes into Clickup. My whole team if I want, can see it, can respond to it if they need to. So that's what what we use personally in our business and what we've seen be effective with things like that.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm going to have to, I know, I know of ClickUp and I have a number of clients that are using it. I just haven't seen it like fully implemented the way that I'm hoping that I can see it. Cause like, yeah, I love the system that I'm using, but it doesn't fit to the industry that I serve. Yeah. And I just wish that they would make that change
1: well, um, we can talk to- about that offline. I'd love to look at what you have, uh, and and we'll we'll talk about it because I, I want you to have uh, the sure. system you want to.
0: <laughs> the system is called Carbon HQ, but it's specific okay. for consultants and accountants, right? I mean, so it it just doesn't work from a creative oriented side of things, yeah. and it doesn't have lots of features that ultimately the creative industry would need and agencies would need. It works well for me, but it doesn't translate perfectly. I would love to hear a couple of stories of like transformative situations that you've seen for agencies in software and, you know, you really leveraging tech going from a place where they may have been really analog to transforming their operations and what types of efficiency gains they've seen to being able to have higher client retention or operational gains to impacting the, the owner's time. would love to hear some, some stories around that.
1: We worked with a company, it was probably about seven months ago. We started working with them and they were still using folders. They were still like, filling out something online, printing it, putting it in a folder, putting it on the boss's desk. The boss sounds really that. green. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was a really, it was a great system for what it was, but they were wasting a lot of time. A lot of the people that they had working for them were younger. And so they just were like, what do you mean print something and put it in a folder? Like I, I don't even remember doing that ever in my life. And so it was really hard to get their team bought into what was happening and they would find more resistance than anything else. So what we did is we were able to keep the foldering system that the owner liked to see, because again, it's the owner's business. They There are certain things that they like to see and it's not really up to me to decide what I think is important for them. So I want to keep the information that they deem is important. And so we created a foldering system, but we did that within ClickUp. So there were still folders, all the same information was there. It was hard to train the owner. The owner, you know, didn't, it it was more of a change for them than everybody else. Everybody else felt like, you know, this is where we need to be. But the owner really liked the way it was was happening. But we were able to turn it into a way where it was very similar to what they were doing in person, but really turn it online and allow some automations, some integrations to come into that to just make it more streamlined. And now as we kind of go through this, we're going to push push it even further to get it completely streamlined. Some people love the automations, and day one they're like, "This is great, we'll do them all." I want everything. And then sometimes you you have people that that it, it gives a little anxiety to, which I 100% understand. So that was one. They were they were still putting physical copies of papers on desk, and now it's all in ClickUp. Now everybody has what they need from it. They actually have a warehouse as well that they ship out materials from, which is a little bit different. But what's cool is even their warehouse is able to see what 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 marketing efforts are they putting forward, which is really cool. So everybody just has better eyes than it just being in a blue folder on the boss's desk. So that was a really big transformation. They were able to get a ton of time back. People were able to see tasks that they had ahead of time. So it wasn't like you got this folder and it was you have a week to get this all done. They were able to see what was in the pipeline, able to see who was working on what, what comments and all of that kind of stuff to see the project as a whole and not not just be pigeonholed into what what your specific role was.
0: That's awesome. Sounds like you really were able to help that company transform quite a lot. utilizing auto- Going from paper to automation, that must have been quite a transformation. Also a bit of imagine of some culture shock for some of the individuals, including the owner.
1: Yeah, yeah. the Definitely older generation has a little bit harder of a time, obviously, right? Just the same reason why the younger generation has a hard time with the folders and all that stuff. I, mean, I think that's where a lot of pieces that people miss is that we have more generations in the working environment than we've ever had. And so being able to have systems and processes that help everybody and that everybody can understand is really important. So
0: yeah, going from people that, you know, didn't had computers were introduced to the workforce while they were in the midst of their career to people that were born with computers in their hands, pretty much. right? So,
1: (laughs) Uh, My, my son's too, and he can work his way through an iPad. Like he knows what apps he likes. And all of that kind of stuff. But if you handed one to my grandpa, it would probably confuse him more than it confused my two-year-old, not to anybody's fault. That's just, you know, we've, we've had a lot of um, generational gap and it's great when we're lucky to, to live in these times where technology continuously gets better, but we have to remember that there is that huge gap still. and, And how do we bridge that in a way where everybody's happy?
0: So I've got a two headed question here. So implementation and integration into a company, like in the one that you just gave was likely a bit difficult getting people to follow, to change, to do things differently than they ever had done before, I imagine is a bit of a problem. So any recommendations that you have to getting people to want to implement these new systems and change their habits. And then two, from a size of the organization, what types of things would you suggest as to the types of systems they or softwares they should be looking at, depending on where they are in their growth journey and like at sort of what stages should they be thinking about things and, and all of that?
1: Yeah. So your first question is the implementation. And what we've seen is as we implement this, not only deal the C-suite of organizations, but also, you know, the people that are actually delivering this service to the clients. What we've realized is having buy-in to the product or to what you're, the software that you're introducing is very important, which means getting their feedback, allowing them to be part of the selection process, allowing them to what are their pains and listen to that and make sure that their pains for the most part are taken care of with the new software. And if they're not taken care of, that you, you acknowledge that. I understand this doesn't take care of this pain that you guys expressed, but the next, you know, we're gonna look at a software that will. So working with the team, getting their buy-in and really, because if they, if they can feel it and people see it as value, what we realize is if the, the people that don't find value in it, they won't use it. But if you can show the value up front and show them how it's going to save them time, how it's going to help them not feel these pains, how it's going to help them find information, your team will be like, oh my gosh, I love this. I can't wait for it. Now, there's always going to be those stragglers that don't love it, have a hard time changing and all of that stuff. And what I would say is just give it a little bit of time. They just need a little bit more coaching, a little bit more TLC when it comes to change. And and that's okay because people that don't like change are just as important as people who like change in a business, I think. I I go against change, but my husband will go with the change. But what's great about it is we don't make a lot of decisions that are emotional based anymore because of that. Because we don't rush decisions, we don't make them, and so so we kind of play that two part. But don't always go for the shiny new object. Really make sure that the- <laughs> make sure that the uh, software that you're utilizing actually does solve the problems, and then explain that to the team. That'll help. And So at what point do you consider looking at software? So I think it should be one of the first things you look at. I think looking at your tech stack and at least giving it some thought as a solopreneur will do you well because you go from needing no software or feeling like you don't need any to all of a sudden needing it all. And it could happen very quickly, depending on how quickly your business grows and the software could help you get there faster. So looking at it ahead of time, what I would say is every entrepreneur, solopreneur, Or you have 50 employees should have a project management software and some sort of like QuickBooks or something like that. You don't obviously need a communication tool because you don't have you don't have a large team that you're trying to communicate with. But knowing what communication tool you will use when it happens will obviously make the decision easier.
0: Yeah, totally. So, you know, when it comes to project management, my belief system is making sure that you have it set up so that you will grow into it. So often we end up in a situation where we end up changing project management systems very often because we ha- we didn't actually think far enough ahead. So always think about the problems that you expect to have next. And if you're unsure of what those are going to be, talk to colleagues, talk to other agency owners, talk to the community that surrounds you to give you a little bit of insight as to what is the next challenge that you are going to have. That way you can be kind of future-proofing, Not not fully, you can't ever fully future-proof, but giving you a little bit of some runway in that project management system because implementing new ones is a real big pain. So thanks so much, Jamie, for joining us today. I believe that you're offering some free ClickUp templates for listeners. So if a listener is wanting to get in touch with you and or interested in those templates, how exactly would they go about getting those?
1: Yeah. So we went back and forth on how to do this. And because every business is so different and the pain points and the needs are so different, We've decided to do more customized templates. So we want to make sure that if you're listening today, that you get a template that's actually going to help you. So I would say just email us. My email directly is jamie at altitudeops.com. And if you email me, I'll probably have a couple questions for you. Um, see where your biggest pain point is and then send you a template that can definitely help you take that next step and kind of see the best way to kind of set your systems and processes up.
0: You heard it folks, send Jamie over an email so that you can get hooked up with those free templates, ones that'll help you in your specific situation. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jamie. So it's a phenomenal amount of help that she has provided to all of you. Thanks so much and I'll see you guys next week. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this because i was finding myself constantly overworked within our business um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs so i didn't have the time to go think about how am i going to close this person or what i'm going to say to this person or what am i going to do with this or what's the next strategy i need to do now of course this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things but at one episode per week It's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the agency accelerator program. I'm not so stressed during calls, thinking, "Oh my gosh, I, got, I gotta sell, I gotta sell, I gotta sell," because if I don't sell, I don't make our, I don't make our numbers, you know. And if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to one million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I tar- typically charge one client a three thousand dollar, anywhere from two thousand to three thousand. Now I'm uh, moving towards only five thousand and up, and. But my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens. Boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's going to work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I want to deliver. And it, yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks, and I'll see you inside the program.